I'm just so tired of politics ruining my day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, Sean's here. Sean, well, don't let uh, it. I'm not trying. Like, I'm not trying to let it, but like. You beta <laughs> female. You beta female cuck. <laughs> I can't. I can't stop looking at this stuff, and I can't stop. Like, even just like I don't know. I posted like there were a ton of pictures of the guys that and women that stormed stormed the government, and like. Some of it's like actually unbelievable. Like there was a guy that was like dressed in full animal pelts with a dead animal on his head. And I'm like, who dresses like that and thinks they're going to take me seriously finally? Like yeah. all That's of these people look they, like No, 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 you beta cuck. <laughs> they were paid crisis actors. Oh. <laughs> That's what they were. And I know that, I know that for a fact because I saw them at the crisis Oscars. <laughs> they they all won awards at the crisis actor oscar awards uh for some work they did in 07 at a school shooting where they just ran around um either that or they're heroes oh god anything they could be like you know the beaches storming uh the beach storming in normandy it could be that oh yeah i, for, I always I forget about the hero aspect of these Friggin' inbred fucks. I like can't eat, I can't anymore. Anybody that vocally supports Trump now, like at all, I want I want you gone off this planet. Like you don't you don't belong here anymore. <laughs> nope. Well, it reminded me of like uh, I did a comedy show like in two thousand six where five, I think it was the Canadian Comedy Awards and uh, it was right after the Crisis Oscars and then we we were doing this is actually a real story. There was five of us. And uh, we bought a sweater at the at a value village that day. It was like it was in Ottawa. And it, I, we had the idea that like, I think we were high. We're like, wouldn't it be funny if all five of us just wore the same sweater? Because it was a medium sweater and we were all very different sizes. Yeah. I thought it would be funny to have this sweater that like one person wore and it was really tight and the next person wore and it fit perfectly <laughs> and the next person wore and it was super loose. And then... I was up first and I wore it and it was skin tight and I, and the rule was that we couldn't mention the sweater. Yeah. So then I went out there and did this show in a skin tight sweater and just, <laughs> just ate it. And then I went to pass it to the next comedian and every other comedian was like, sorry, man, I don't think we're going to do that. <laughs> and then, and then I, so it just made me, I felt like that way with looking at pictures of those guys that stormed the uh, beaches oh. of Normandy there today because they were they looked like they were the guys that like they thought everybody was going to go into the building like yeah. they thought it was going to be like a thousand people and they would be able to kind of like hide in the bushes or whatever of the situation and then it ended up just kind of being them and their sister you know just wandering around and their sister and, reportedly got murdered wow not murdered yeah, no, actually murdered the wrong actor, word. a beta female crisis actor kathleen Okay, you're right, right. I need to get my, ter- I don't know my terms well enough. You, you're the expert. You're the cock uh, expert. They were unpaid crisis actors because Adtifa doesn't have a budget. Adtifa hired them. Don't you get it? <laughs> Can't you see the truth yet, you beta bitch? <laughs> but honestly, like, what do you, what do you think about, because the, the woman that was killed, I'm not going to say murdered because it's, it's sort of a reap what you sow sort of thing, like, heroes man instead of instead of, <laughs> instead of them, all they did the only difference between liberating the jews in auschwitz and, oh and you can't go. 
and sitting in Pelosi's chair. I mean, you're really, you're splitting hairs, right? They're both heroic acts. Are you comparing the guy that sat in Pelosi's chair to someone like Oscar He's a fucking hero. <laughs> that is the ultimate power move to sit in a powerful woman's chair because she'll never, I guarantee you that chair is out of her office already. She'll never <laughs> stop. It's burning. That 83-year-old Christy stole, like. Did you see that he stole like some letter off of her desk and he's like, look what I got. Yeah, that's right. He stole her fucking blue cross bill for July. <laughs> he was like, look, she goes to the chiropractor. Ha <laughs> you, you know what? You know what ensures you're definitely not going to get caught? Posing for pictures. Oh, these people are so stupid. I don't like, think. Li- yeah, I don't think so. Do you think so? That they're stupid? Well, I think they're stupid, but I yeah. don't think they're going to jail for their heroic behavior. Oh, oh I, I those, can see a those, lot of people asking They might get caught up in the legal get, system a little bit. It's got to be, like, it's got to be a felony to, like, burst like into the Capitol building. Destroying property. Like, yeah. Like, like, the picture of that guy carrying that, that whatever it is away, that podium. Like, he should get charged with something. Yeah, smiling like a jackass. Oh, well, none of these Black Lives Matter people are mad that this woman got shot by a cop. <laughs> no, this, that's the beauty of all this, is that, like, all... There's, like, something on, the, on Twitter called Black Twitter, or Black People Twitter, and it is hilarious right now, because they are, like... Like, Black people are just, like, sitting... They're, like, what? They're just, like, sitting back and watching... Are white black people males, destroy themselves. Are black males on Twitter allowed to have like more characters? <laughs> no. <laughs> Their characters aren't bigger than yours, Sean. That's just a myth. <laughs> oh no. But it's really funny right now because like it because literally like black people literally saved the country yesterday. And the reason why Georgia flipped the blue is because of black women. Sorry, Sean. I know that's hard for you to take. <laughs> Yeah. But but now they're just sitting back and watching the all of this fall apart, and it's really really funny. It is really funny. If it wasn't so kind of scary about like what's going to happen in the next two weeks, but if they even let him stay in office for two weeks, what are they doing? Like, why can't they just say, okay, that's it? Everybody, I was just watching. They're like doing talks in Congress. They all are mad. So why don't they all just say, okay, like let's get rid of Trump? Like, why aren't they doing it? I don't understand. Little Teddy Cruz, man. Little Teddy. <laughs> And his fun little cruise crusade and like angling to be the next president, right? I mean, oh. that's what all this stuff is, is posturing about, you know, like if Trump dies or Melania murders him finally <laughs> in the bed, they never like, that's when Trump knows he's going to die is one night he'll wake up and Melania will be in his bed and he'll be like, oh my God, what's she doing in my bed? <laughs> he's here to murder me, obviously. I wonder if she murdered him. If everyone would be like, pardon her, just give her a pardon. Give her the Medal of Freedom. That's what I think Trump should have gone around today handing out Medals of Freedom to all the people that broke into the Capitol. Oh, my God. He basically did, though. Like, his little speech. I love you guys. You're good. Yeah. Like, he's. this is exactly what he has wanted to happen. Of course. Since the election fell the other way, right? This is what he's wanted. Like, when he was inciting people to go... Uh, to voting stations this is what he wanted to happen he wanted to like break down a gate or whatever uh, um or have crisis actors uh you know it's just it's hilarious this is what he's wanted and it finally happened is like people went a little overboard 
But you could tell, like, just looking at pictures of them, like, once they got A in. A little overboard. <laughs> they're in over head. These guys don't know what they're doing. They got in there, and they're like, I haven't been. Usually when I go from outside to inside, it's I can real small. <laughs> Whenever I go from outside where I can see the sky to a place that has a roof, it's really little. This is huge. Did you see that there was like that video of there was like one black cop that was that was at that door defending it with a baton? Like they they're like so people are saying, well, they sent this one black cop out to get like confronted by these insane people, and like you know, it's more, it's more fodder for the left too because like whenever black people are misbehaving, a white guy has a gun and he uses it, and yeah. when people are misbehaving, a black guy has a fucking stick. Yeah. Well, the thing is, there's one point in that video where it's just him and one dude, and the guy in front of him is with his back down the stairs. And I give a lot of credit to that cop because I would have totally, uh, have you seen Showgirls? I would have known me to that guy, shoved him down the stairs. <laughs> I would have kicked him down the stairs so fast. Yeah. But I mean, like, who knows what kind of, like, weapons they have. So that's a kind of a risky move, but... I don't, that guy, I, I give him a lot of credit for being level-headed and just, like, getting out of there instead of confronting all those fucking psychopaths. They looked cool, though. I mean, those, <laughs> they had a really cool vibe, you know? They had a real inbred vibe. Like, yeah, there's a lot of inbred-looking people in that group. It's weird. Like, they just looked, you know, they just looked lost in a big place. They just looked like, you know, what are we, they looked like cavemen that were, do you ever see that movie Iceman? where a caveman is unfrozen and then he's in the in the 1990s and he's like oh encino uh, man a microwave you mean encino uh, man it was like yeah it was, no it was ice man i think they th it was like it wasn't a comedy it was like oh <laughs> this dude that was it was like a real show like it was a movie about this guy who just like was unthawed and came to life Oh in my the God. 90s, and they were he was that's what those guys looked like to me is like cavemen that were thought out and they were just like what and they were just they did look a little stunned that they got to where they got like they were all coming in that door like holy shit well and you can't yeah it's hard to say like oh they got let in i mean they were climbing the wall like spiders like to, when i saw them climbing the wall like that i was like this is twitter come to life this is twitter <laughs> Somebody, it is, it is. Somebody commented that a CBC reporter, there was a picture of them climbing the wall. And then I guess the CBC reporter said, yeah, it's kind of interesting that they're climbing that wall because there's stairs just to the right. <laughs> like, they were climbing a wall. They were scaling a wall that had stared right there. Like they were trying to sneak attack or something. <laughs> oh my God. What, were the, what did they think was going to happen? Like you're going to take Mitt Romney somewhere? Like what do you They thought they were going to have a full on coup and that, that right now they thought that there would be like some sort of standoff or something. They thought that's what was going to happen. They kept, in their dream scenario, they thought that they were going to get their moment on a hot mic like in the Senate chamber. Yeah. They were going to rip the mic out of Chuck Schumer's hand and go, all right, let's get real for a minute. And then, the, and then the Chuck Schumer would have been like, okay, give him his minute. Give me that stick, you Jew. <laughs> <laughs> and then slide him out of the way. It would have been, I would have loved to have been. And then all these senators, they're in their fucking 80s. Like, you know, you couldn't be in a more, you know, like during a pandemic, you're all 87 years old. Yeah. You know? And they're just... gas masks because some people had dispersed some chemical irritant. Yeah, irritants, yeah. 
chemical irritant. Look at these pussies wearing gas masks. And in, and that's what I love about the the political like the politics is that in three days this is going to be spun. Whatever side you're on, you know, like this isn't going to shake anybody loose from their ideology. No. Oh, if if the woman that if the woman that died is actually there's, I'm interested to see what happens with that because if the if it is true that the woman that died was part of the resistance, there's going to be a whole or a crisis actress. Crisis actress. Crisis actress. She's the Glenn Close of uh, crisis actresses. He's the Meryl Streep of fucking unpaid crisis actresses. <laughs> she can cry on demand. That's her gift. I just think it's like crazy, and it's just like, and I don't. Before you got here, Jim and I were talking. It's like it's kind of weird because Alberta's going through a really bad leadership moment. Like, <laughs> even though for some of us it's been the full time that he's been office, but. Like I can, there's so many people in Alberta that are like those people that like now they see that and they think, well, let's, let's rise up. <laughs> like, well, the, the, yeah, the Hawaii vacation thing was like this perfect moment of unity between left and right, just hating yeah. one party for a minute, you know? Yeah. Um, and they could, and also conservatives couldn't really say, well, if this was the NDP, they all would have been in Hawaii because they wouldn't have been able to fucking afford to go to Hawaii. And none of them were gone. Like NDP MLAs aren't all hopping on a plane to go to Hawaii. Conservative MLAs are because you become a conservative by having money. Yeah. So it's the byproduct of having money is becoming a conservative. And that's the thing the left needs to be more aware of is we would be susceptible to that also. Like if I just gave you a job doing comedy where you made $1.8 million a year, you would move to the center a bit because you'd see, you know, your accountant would call you and say, Hey, I need an extra 40 grand for that revenue you made on your OnlyFans from last year. And you'd be like, fuck. Yeah. People sitting at home. Yeah, taking my money. And I got a fucking, I know six people that don't even fucking work. And I pay 40 grand for the fucking tax man for the titty pictures I throw online. Yeah. I I hadn't posted on OnlyFans through. Not that those guys were rich. Like the guys that stormed that building, they weren't rich. No, they were not. Those that was, that was their yearly vacation going to Washington. They're staying at the Holiday Inn. Okay, <laughs> that cost them some some cash. Yeah, no, they're going to a heated pool. They're like, we got the place with the heated pool and we got it booked from seven to nine. They gave us two hours because we're patriots. Um, you were brought up by OnlyFans. I was gonna say this was really funny because I I didn't really post on OnlyFans for the, all of the holidays. I'm like I just didn't sit yeah, around. It's classy, it's classy to take a break over. It's this. the holidays, but yeah. I when I finally went back on, there was a guy had messaged me and he goes, "I just want to let you know that I'm leaving because you're not putting out a lot of content right now. Not like you care or anything, but I just want you to know." And I'm like, "Okay, thank <laughs> thank you." Vagina-based Yelp review. Yeah. <laughs> Don't eat at this titties and pussy restaurant. It's not consistent. It's I'm not consistent. Dirty. <laughs> he had a couple of photos that weren't even good. I just am like, aren't they bored of seeing the same picture of me and my boobs? But I guess not. I guess they want to see it over and over with different color bras. <laughs> Those little fucking scoundrels. <laughs> Did well, you write any of your MLAs? Oh, yeah. I, I uh, texted all of them uh, dick pics. <laughs> I, 
I had my penis in Hawaii. <laughs> Did you put a little, a little like grass skirt around the bottom of your neck? <laughs> yeah, there was, I had to find a really small grass skirt, but yeah, I put it around <laughs> the base of my penis and my, I tried to make my penis look like it was in Hawaii. <laughs> no, I don't know who, yeah, fucking whatever. I mean, I, fo- I follow politics all the time, like, but. You don't get involved. To me, it's like, it's all just kind of funny, right? Like it has, yeah. you know, like, what are we going to do about it? You know? So it might, it's just entertainment. It's kind of fun. People are going to miss Trump. Like you, people forget, like you're, you're going to fucking miss Trump. The amount of political engagement, it's going to go back to boring. It's going to be like, oh, this guy's doing a speech and fucking whatever. Like I was I happy. Think people are sick of this politics being in this. I think people want Hollywood to be the entertainment again. I don't think people want, I think people are tired of politics being the entertainment source. Yeah, but it's COVID, man. You can't make movies. So this is it. (laughs) Live movies. This is the new Marvel movie is (laughs) rednecks climbing a wall and sitting in Pelosi's chair that gets burned 10 minutes after. I can't wait to see when they do remake this moment in history as a movie. It'll be like, um, I don't know. It'll be like, well, OJ, because I've been watching OJ, the OJ movie. Fuck, yeah. is it hilarious. Who's, like, oh, is it Cuba Gooding Jr., o- OJ? Yeah, and Robert Shapiro is John Travolta. And what? He plays Robert Shapiro perfectly. Like, he's just like this smarmy, weird, kind of out-of-touch guy. And yeah, the whole thing. It, but it reminds me, you know, like I was 18 when that happened. And I remember being like, oh, my God, I can't believe it was not guilty. And then, you know, when you look at uh, talk or when you see anything online about, you know, why he was found not guilty, they're like, well, it was over during jury selection. They had like eight black jurors that lived in downtown Los Angeles and like and would have hated the LAPD. It was over, you know, is uh, Johnny Cochran and Robert Shapiro tried to make the uh, DA's office seem racist because they had turned down five or six black jurors and so then they were they got shell-shocked and were like okay whoa 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 like we don't want to look racist so then they just accepted the rest of the jurors that the defense team that johnny cochran wanted and they ended up with eight black people and four white people and so it was already done like oj was going to get off at before it even started yeah but there was a lot of sexism too like marcia clark like they you i forgot how much she was treated like garbage. Like she'd get a haircut and they'd be like, you fucking ugly bitch. <laughs> like, I, it, well, that's how they treat women. They didn't, they didn't yeah. talk about what Johnny Cochran was wearing or what his hair looked like or, or what Kim Kardashian's dad looked like. They only like, oh, look at her and how gross she is. Well, she's a really smart lawyer, but that doesn't matter. And it, yeah, it's a good example of how women, like women who aren't attractive are immediately put into this bitch pile. Where like, Absolutely, yeah. because you're not pretty, you must be a bitch. So yeah. they would do focus groups where they would show people, just random people, um, Marsha Clark in a courtroom, and they'd be like, she looks like kind of a bitch. But it's like, she's a sweet person who did, was doing her job, but she wasn't pretty, so she must have been like some kind of bitch. Yeah. You know? But also, you have like the other end where sometimes if you're really hot, you're automatically a bitch. You got to be somewhere in the middle, like me. <laughs> in the middle like me you're you can be a bitch but not everybody yeah. thinks you are one <laughs> exactly you're in that mode where you are fully a bitch 
a beta female cuck bitch who doesn't know what a crisis actor looks like. <laughs> because Antifa, Antifa and Black Lives Matter orchestrated the entire thing today, Kathleen. I don't know if you know that. Oh my God. I love, like, I, the, the whole thing about the Antifa thing is like, well, I just don't think that Antifa is that dumb because when they get caught, everyone knows they're Antifa. Like, it's just like, it seems like the dumb, like, like th this seems like, something that the proud boys would do because they are dumb like this well, seems you know I, I just don't know why both sides have been playing this like both sides play this game and have been throughout human history where if the people that you're rooting for engage in behavior that you don't approve of then you claim that they were infiltrated by your enemies yeah it's like it's what we've done forever is like you know when Black Lives Matter and Antifa are are doing are having protests, and it does get violent. They claim that they've been infiltrated. Same thing for yeah. this. Like it's like we were infiltrated by our enemy, and they committed all these violent things, or you know. And it's just like, can we just take responsibility? Yeah. Like, can you just own up to some shit? Like these weren't crisis actors. These weren't fucking no. paid people. These were people that loved Donald Trump, and they went in there. And I don't know what they did. Like, they didn't burn anything. Like, I think they probably had an explosive device or two. I'm sure they were armed. I heard that there was, like, they tried to blow something up. Um, but, like, I think that they got in there and then they're like, oh, shit, we didn't think we'd get in here. Now we don't know what to do. Honestly. Like, all this stuff. Did you, like, if we're talking about the Proud Boys, did you hear about the Proud Girls? Did you hear this? There's Proud Girls? There's Proud Girls, but, but not according to Proud Boys. Because there's, so there was a group called the Proud Girls that wanted to get behind me like, yeah, we're with the Proud Boys. We're, we're with you. And then the Proud Boys were like, fuck you. No, you're women. You stay in the kitchen. You're not with us. <laughs> Literally, that's what they did. And it was started by this female UFC fighter. And I can't remember her name. But like, she could literally kick the ass of every Proud Boy. So now she's all like, oh, okay, so if you're not gonna let us join you, I'm not gonna forget about that. I'm not gonna forget. It's like, it's so, it's so funny because everyone talks about the left always infighting. The right infights too, okay? The right, in, everybody infights. Yeah, yeah. like to me, there's like, there's two, there's two, uh, I don't know, this is going to make me sound bad, but there's like two competing conspiracy theories in the world that are just like true to a degree where like the right wing conspiracy is that there's a group of liberal elites that are in a cabal and they are secretly controlling the world and keeping you in an underclass of serfdom that you are trapped and can't get out of. And to a certain extent, that's true. Like there are rich people who kind of control everything and there's no upward mobility. If you're born into the bottom 20%, you're probably going to stay there. You know, like it's true, but the level that they're trying to make it seem is, you know, it's not there. Yeah. Like the evidence just isn't there. And like the conspiracy left is that, Every single atrocity, everything that's wrong, everything that was wrong that ever happened or is happening or will happen is caused by white straight males and the patriarchy and capitalism. And if we could just get rid of those things, everything would be fine. And that is true to a degree, but not, you know, not to the level that, you know, people assume it is. And so those are just two crazy competing ideas. And I think the left wing idea is more true, right? Like it's more true that to say that white straight males are garbage because they are pretty much garbage angry let's say this I, it's not white straight males it's angry white straight males that are going to be the death of us not just like because there are white straight males that are cool 
that are just going with the flow. You and Jim, you're cool white straight males, but there are, but it's when they get angry. It's when they get mad at women or they get mad at people of color because they're not getting what they always used to get. Those are the white straight males that are going to be the downfall of all of us. And the ones that can't keep their beards clean. God, did you see some of those beards? It was, it was embarrassing for beards. Well, white, white straight males are just like, they're kind of defense, they're defensive, right? So like yeah. when somebody says that they're all garbage and they need to shut up, some of them are going to be like, I don't, I don't like this. Yeah, the angry ones. Yeah, the ones that think white people built things, you know, like <laughs> all that are like, no, well, where would you be without us? Like, okay. Where we'll, would we be? We'll leave. Good luck. You know, like. <laughs> That's the attitude that like bad white straight males have is that like human development wouldn't have happened in the same way without, you know, the, the, the white straight male to be there to make sure everybody didn't break anything. Yeah. And that's lunacy. Like the idea that, you know, we wouldn't have tall buildings and we wouldn't have electricity and we wouldn't have the internet if it was just women and people of color. It's insane. Yeah. Like those things would have all happened at pretty much the exact same time. And there are white males who cling to this idea that they've contributed the most. And now this is a backlash against that. And it's all the white males that have literally contributed nothing. Yeah, we haven't done anything. Most of us haven't done a fucking thing. Most, most, uh, most all humans have not done anything. Uh, the majority of humans have not done anything significant. The majority. Yeah, the idea that I can be like, oh, white straight males have done nothing. Hey, what about Isaac Newton? Like, yeah. you're that you're somehow like really yeah, like Isaac Newton like okay Isaac Newton or Albert Einstein like are you kidding they were just the only people that were allowed to talk back then yep like if you were a woman with a good idea in the 18th century in the scientific community you had to sell that idea to a guy to get it published yeah just start fucking rattling on about science as a woman in the 18th century people would be like shut up Vivian god <laughs> Gravity. Oh, sure. Gravity. Nice one, Eileen. <laughs> like, we just wouldn't have fucking believed them, right? But no. they would have had these same great ideas. And I'm sure a lot of these ideas that were attributed to white straight males throughout history didn't come from white straight males. Would have been probably didn't. Idea. And a guy was like, well, I'm going to take it. And what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Absolutely. What do you think about, uh, what do you think about Kim and Kanye divorcing? Because he's having sex with a male a makeup artist. <laughs> <laughs> that's the funny part. That broke this morning, and now no one's talking about it. Like, that's how fucking fast all this Twitter shit works. Kanye's always trying to wrap himself up with politics, right? Like, his big story has come out at the same, like, you know, running for president. The same the day as everything. That's a conspiracy, yeah. Yeah, well, he, maybe he's a fucking crisis rapper. He is a crisis <laughs> He's a paid crisis rapper and he's paid quite handsomely for his uh, crisis rapping. This is my thing about the whole Kim and Kanye thing is like, I've, I've never really liked him that much. Like since he became such a wiener, but um, I saw one post where it was, was like, yeah, Kim was, Kim was upset because he came to her birthday party and he wouldn't pose for any Instagram photos. And I'm like, good for you, Kanye. <laughs> good for you. There's actually a moment in the OJ movie you guys should check it out because it's uh, it's like where, where, where are you watching it? It's just called well, Jim knows because he's getting the emails about my visa payments to YouTube. Oh, I'm getting them too, so they're on YouTube. <laughs> Find it anywhere online. I've, I've been hearing about it for years. Are you on the the Dead Baby Bear account? Because that probably means I can go in and watch it. 
It means you can buy stuff with my credit card. Oh, sweet. I keep forgetting about that. For whatever reason, my credit card is hooked up to that email. I don't know <laughs> how or why, but I, I'm too stupid to try to fix it. <laughs> there, there's a moment in the, in the movie where Robert Kardashian um, is out for lunch with all of his kids, like Kim and whoever the fucking other... Of course they have to put them in this movie. They were involved in it. Like they were, like Robert Kardashian was OJ's lawyer. Yeah. They didn't have, you're right. They didn't have to put, they didn't the have to put them in it. But there's, there's a scene where Robert Kardashian is, is out for lunch with his, all of his like four children or whatever. And they're like, well, mom's famous for this. And you know, dad's famous. Or, and then they're, he, they're like, what are you famous for? And he's like, fame is empty and it doesn't mean anything unless you're a virtuous person. And then like all the kids just look at him. And then go back to eating. Like, like, yeah, sure. Fame. That's kind of funny. That's <laughs> yeah. a weird, weird scene to have in that movie. Yeah, because all those weird. kids ended up being pretty famous after the. But OJ was cool. Like, you, you know, he's just a funny. Robert Shapiro is is you know like when I look back, I forgot how funny it was. I forgot how funny the whole thing was. Like Chris Darden, the assistant district attorney, was brought in because specifically because he was black at the last minute. Like, and he didn't have any experience in a case like this. Like, and then they made him wear, try on the gloves. Like, you know, I know it was a long time ago, but it's still insane. Like, it's still an insane trial. Yeah. People are going to still talk about it, I think, 100 years from now. Like, 100 years from now, they'll still go back and go, well, that O.J. Simpson trial. I remember being in grade nine language arts, and the teacher stopped the class to listen to the verdict. I remember finding out about it at recess in grade four. At recess in grade four? I remember people high-fiving about it, being like, yeah, the guy won or whatever. I remember I was in, I was in, this is because of how much older I am than you guys. I was in my uh, first and only year of university at the U of A. You are older than us. Very much older. First (laughs) year. And yeah, I remember, yeah, being like, oh my God. But it was like, you know, it was a very white versus black thing. Like if you were black, you were like, this is cool. We're like, you know, it's the right wing version of owning the libs, right? Back yeah. then, black people who got to loved the fact that white people were finally feeling a little bit of the pain that they'd always felt. Yeah. Of like this outrageous verdict that in, a, in the black community, the outrageous verdict is guilty. And in the white community, the outrageous verdict is not guilty. Yeah. We're like, oh no, that guy should be in jail. And so they just, black people just loved it. Like even on the, on campus, like at the U of A, like anybody who wasn't white was like, this is the best. <laughs> Watching white people go, this isn't fair. <laughs> like white That's what I'm saying. That's what's happening right now on black people Twitter. Is they're just like having the best time watching white people cry about what's going on right now. It's Which- really what's, it's hilarious. What, where were you? I love, I love remembering where you were when you were like, if we're a cra- where were you when Princess Diana died? I was watching Mike Bullard's comedy now. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget. I was watching, and this was like, I, I had no ties to stand up at that point. But I was watching Mike Bullard's comedy now, and then they broke in that she died. <laughs> they cut away for Bullard's comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Say to Princess Diana died. Can you imagine being Mike Bullard? You're at home with your family. Like, here we go. This is my big shot. This is it. I'm Mike Bullard. This is the big moment. 
Canada's finally going to get a chance to see me. And then they put that on the screen and everybody's like, no, not the queen of hearts. <laughs> oh, where were you? I was, um, I think I talked about it on the podcast before, but I had like, I was greened out. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I was greened out watching a movie and then somebody came in and said, Princess Diana died. And I thought I was going to die. So <laughs> I was the only one that was like, yep, this is what I'm talking about. This is the kind of night we're dealing with. Oh. <laughs> Everybody else was shocked. And I was the only one there that was like, I've been trying to tell you guys. This is the last <laughs> we have. We're all going to fucking die tonight. Jim, <laughs> were, were you alive? I don't remember. I don't remember where I was when it happened. I was alive. You were a little kid, though. That's hilarious that you were in, like... That's hilarious that you were in grade four when the OJ verdict happened. I'm like, sure I was, yeah. What I an OJ? Did you know anything about the murder or like was it? Like as much as like a kid would know from seeing like the news because it was such a huge thing at the time, right? Everyone yeah. was talking about it. So you're just sort of like, I don't know, this, this football player and this, yeah. But the I, guy I remember from being Naked at Gun? recess and everyone guys being like, yeah, you got off. I remember being like, the guy from Naked Gun did that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know OJ as a football player. No. Well, I mean, I, I didn't really know him as a football player either. I knew him as like the Naked Gun. Yeah. Hurts commercial, like, you know, uh, palatable to white's black person. Yeah. You know, like that's what he was. And then whammo, double murder. <laughs> double murder. Okay, back to Kim and Kanye. I love the rumor and it's not been substantiated that he is in a in a, I guess, homosexual relationship with another man. But yeah. I think I think that's the best thing that could happen right now because I think it might make it easier for more people to come out. If Kanye West can be gay and everybody, like, that is, like, tough and stuff, they love Kanye West, maybe they'll be a little bit more accepting of it. I don't know. Do you think he's actually gay? Like, is that a real... Or bisexual. Maybe he's bisexual. It's 2021. It's not like when we were in high school. When you had, like, a gay thought, you'd have to suppress it. But now you can, if you want to be gay, you can be gay. If you want to be bi, you can be bi. You can do whatever you want now. And, and if anyone has a problem with it, they're a homophobe. Or, and and that's, that's a good thing. Like, that's not a bad thing. I think it does take, it always takes a little bit of bite off of the cheating. Like, it's harder for people to berate you for cheating when it's gay cheating. Yeah. Right. When you betray your straight partner for gay sex, I think people are a little bit easier on you because they're like, oh, he's probably been. That's his true self. But yeah. yeah. Like she's probably been suppressing it forever. Like, especially if a woman does it, like if a woman cheats with another woman on her husband, everybody well, just. Well, then it's sexier. Yeah, it's cooler. It's hotter. And he, he yeah. was probably a dullard anyway. But some people are saying that maybe like Kim Kardashian planted this story to make herself look better. Like, it's just great. Like, I. I'm, I'm mad at myself for even caring about this kind of shit. Like, it's so stupid that well, I care. I don't even, I don't care, but I can't, like, I can't stop reading about this shit. It's I, so aggravating. Even, like. I just love that you, you're so frazzled. You don't even know what story is more important to you. Like, people storming the Capitol or Kanye having gay sex with a, with a choreographer. Or a bunch of MLAs going to Hawaii. I don't know which one is more important to me right now. Yeah, I guess the more I think about it, the more the MLA's thing is like, what, like on what planet? Like, obviously they, you know, they they don't. I think for some of them, they don't realize 
how um, famous they are. Like, you know, when you're a politician, you're not the kind of famous that people are going to come up to and be like, hey, hey, Tracy Allard. But they are the kind of person who's famous enough that, you know, three or four people on a plane are going to be like, I've seen her on picture on Twitter. You know what I mean? Like, so I guess they just figured they could put a put a mask on. You're kind of incognito. Nobody needs to know you're going to Hawaii. Yeah. You know, there's somebody that works at WestJet who saw her name come up and all of her family's name and leaked it. Or yeah, who saw her on the plane? Like they were. Just- but no, it wasn't that. I think they were posting pictures in Hawaii, and people were like, "Wait a second, I thought we were supposed to be staying home." And that's the thing is like there's regular people that weren't politicians that, are, that I just read somewhere that there were like a thousand Calgarians in Hawaii, like that that somebody looked onto some flight logs or something. And yeah, we, you, you can go, but you weren't supposed to go. And if you're a regular person that's not like in charge of leading things, it's shitty of you to go, but you, you, people aren't gonna be that angry at you. But when you're somebody who's working for a government who is completely fucking over everybody in that province and telling people what to do and taking away their Christmas holidays, and then people do it, even though they don't want to, they still do it. And then you're allowed to just fly off to Hawaii and Mexico and party with your family. Like that's the part that pissed off people. It has nothing to do with whether you were allowed to do it or not. It's the arrogance and the entitlement that these fucking loser politicians have. And then you find out that the guy from Slave Lake doesn't even live in Slave Lake. He lives in Texas. Does he really? He has a house in Texas. He's, and, and did you not see that the town of Slave Lake wrote him a letter and said, we would like you to resign. You're never here. You don't do your job. We don't want you representing us anymore. Like it's, it's, it's pretty funny. Like this is why I would never want to be a politician because people love to dig up dirt on politicians. Like one of my friends says, you're so like political sometimes. Why don't you run for politics? I'm like, I got way too many titty pictures out there to be a politician. Well, but you could, you could be like the, the female Donald Trump where you could be like, yeah, yeah, there's my post. Yeah. That, that's the thing is that because of Donald Trump now more than ever, I could come out and say, yeah, that's my pussy. You got a problem with it? Go ahead. You got a problem that I have a pussy. Eat it, loser. Well, I'm going to cut taxes. Is that a big deal? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, you're going to pay, you know, like, yeah, you're going to, yeah, you're going to, would you be, would you be, I guess you'd be like NDP, right? Yeah, I'd probably be NDP-ish. Because you'd be good to follow Rachel Notley, you know, like you should follow her around and then take over for her and just be the girl that owns, owns it. Like, oh, you should have heard what she did on stage. Yeah, I said that. And I'll say worse right now in this fucking press conference. Oh, my God, she swore. Like, you could be. I could be the Chris. What's his, the Chris? What's his face of the NDP? And just talk about Jason Kenny's little dick. Like you could just bring all your, that's, that's where females need to get into politics more is there was a female Donald Trump just running around and calling everybody like little Dick Kenny. And his name was little Dick Kenny. And you know, that was it. That just stuck. And you were as like, you would, you could kill white male politicians just with little fat Dick. Like this guy's got, he's fat and he's got a little Dick. Look at him. If you can find somebody to fund it, I will run for a counselor position in the Edmonton election. <laughs> As a liberal candidate. As a, well, it's a, it's a city election. It's not, there's no parties. It's just independent people. So I'll, I, if, if you can find someone to fund my, uh, my campaign, I will run for a counselor position and I will run on the platform, platform of we should not let men with little dicks speak anymore. <laughs> yeah. and the, the funny thing too is you would rule like Donald Trump just in terms of your ability to read memos like 
they'd be like, Kathleen, we need you to read this 90 page memo. And you'd be like, Oh my God, like <laughs> off. I don't want to read. I'm just going to tweet. Yeah. I want to be a celebrity politician. Yeah. That's what I want to be. He does all the work. I mean, that's where George Bush was smart. He was just like, you know, he was like, let Cheney do it. You know, yeah. just go golfing and hunting and cutting down trees and I'll do the, you know, sit up the teleprompter and I'll read the words. Well, I don't think that was George Bush that, that came up with that. They, the, Dick Cheney came up with that and he was just like, okay, I'll be your puppet. <laughs> Cheney wasn't good looking enough to be president. He was too weird looking. So yeah. Bush was like, you know, ah, he's kind of the best looking guy of this weird, you know, <laughs> cabal yeah exactly but it is true now more than ever anybody can be a politician and the crazier your life is the more likely you are to get elected yeah i think so what the hell who's is somebody somebody's texting me somebody's texting you <laughs> who the fuck keeps texting me who does oh it's just like ever since covid you know they always have people that like try to check in or something like like you're going to kill yourself. Nothing makes you feel more like you're going to kill yourself than when somebody checks in on your emotional state. Who's people are checking in on you. No one's checking in on me. Once in a while, like once every three months, somebody will send me like a text or something like, Hey, just wondering how everything's going. You're not on your roof right now. Are you? <laughs> like, like COVID didn't even, I don't, I don't think COVID had that much of an emotional impact on me. Cause I'm the kind of person like, you know, I like it when it's raining because it means we're not going anywhere, you know? Like, even yeah. if it was pouring rain, I'd be like, sweet. Like, all so, almost all social gatherings today will be canceled due to rain. So, I, I liked rain. And COVID is just, like, pathogen rain. Yeah. Oh, my, oh what? my God. Eugene just hit the, the tripod. Okay, Eugene, go away. Eugene. I'm trying to work, Eugene. I'm trying to work for a job that I don't get paid. <laughs> yeah no kidding that's the job well we got i mean i don't know I should, maybe we should get a pet we'll get pets should you get a snake get a dog you guys should maybe get a dog jim would you ever own a snake i don't think so no i want to be like a snake guy you know yeah, yeah. that's you want to be a snake person or a bird person those no. are weird people yeah bird i can take bird over snake because snake i don't want to feed mice you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't want to touch yeah. a mouse. No. I don't forget touch a mouse. I don't like. I'm not. Why would I feed an animal that feels more pain to an animal that you know? Like, I look at mice as more, um, more un. You know, they're more aware, and they feel more pain than snakes would. And so you're yeah. like this little human. Like a mouse is like a little person with a brain and a heart and friends. And you feed this thing to a fucking unfeeling lizard. What are you doing? Like yeah, it's, it's not. It's the weirdest. It is a. It is a scary pet. It is a scary pet. I've been like eating living. I, that's where I draw the line. Is I'm not going to buy something where I have to feed it a li another living animal. Mm. No, it's, it's gross. It's like it's like guys that own pit bulls. Like it's snakes and pit bulls are. You know, I mean, I guess you don't have to feed pit bulls anything because they run and get kids themselves. <laughs> but <laughs> I wish I could show you how cute Eugene is right now here, but I'm not wearing any pants. I'm not wearing any pants. Is he sorry for 
doing that? Is that why no, he's... No, he's just, he's just trying to get me to keep throwing his monkey. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I love about being a dog. Like, that's why they don't live long, because they just don't have enough things to live for. They have their monkey and water kibble. That's it. Are you going to get a dog, though? I think Jessica wants a dog. Yeah, every family wants a dog till they have a dog. And then they're like, what are we going to do with this dog when when we're in Hawaii at Christmas? Oh, you would love having a dog. You would love your dog. That's probably who ratted out half of these MLAs is like, the the uh the pet the dog sitters the pet hotel that they took their dog to in Calgary like oh he, they take such good care of him at Roddy's and then they like hey what are you bringing your dog in for a week for <laughs> oh well we're going to Maui again it's our family tradition that was oh my god that line it, that, that just shows that how line. out of touch that woman was like awesome. to to say for seventeen years in a row I've gone to Hawaii at Christmas like. That's the biggest fuck you to everyone. Like, I'm so rich that I can afford to go to Hawaii every year as a family tradition. Like, fuck you, you horrifying Tim, Tim Hortons franchise owning cunt. Fuck you. Is that what she owned? Does she own she owns a bunch of Tim Hortons in, uh, in Grand Prairie, like one or two. I'm sure she treats her employees great. Oh, there was already an issue at the beginning of COVID where someone called the Tim Hortons and asked them like, do you have like any COVID sick days? And the manager's like, I don't know what our plan is if we get sick. Like they were just, I don't think that they were trying to rat her out. I think they just didn't know. And <laughs> and then it broke as a huge story that like she doesn't take care of her employees. No, Tim Hortons is, it just shows you that, you know, like uh, in order to bring down capitalism or whatever version of it you hate that creates so much inequality, we have to actually stop supporting the franchises that treat their employees the worst right but like, then if you stop supporting tim hortons all those people that work there lose their jobs that's true it's sort of like the skip the dishes thing where you're like yeah. when where do they go now they're all home care aides <laughs> yeah. now they're all yeah. health care aides. That's too <laughs> bad. it's too bad <laughs> do you have any big comedy shows coming up or anything oh yeah i'll be on tour for the next six weeks <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> That's pretty fun. I've been literally by myself for a week. Like I have not, oh, these animals. I have not been doing anything or going anywhere. And I think this time in, I'm going a little loopy. Cause at least before Adam was in town and it was like, I wasn't the only person here, but now it's just like me. And I've been talking to my dogs a lot. <laughs> and like, just or like you find yourself tweeting like you must be tweeting and like you must be social mediaing more oh yeah like i think i posted on facebook eight times last night because i was so bored and then like uh i got really high on some pot cookies like some of you you gave me i had one that was 20 and then i was like fuck it let's eat three <laughs> i got so high but i'm like what else am i gonna do i don't want to drink right now because i like every time i drink lately i get I feel like shit. Like I drank two bottles of champagne on New Year's Eve and I barfed. Like I can't hold my alcohol anymore, but I can definitely, uh, I like, I like eating weed now. I've almost gone through every single thing that you gave me. And that was a lot like that used to be able to last me a long time. And now I've almost done it. Oh, it doesn't take long once you get a flavor for it to be like, yeah. you know what? this is better than, this is better than smoking it. 
And it's, it's so much better than drinking. It is so much better than drinking. Like even when I could handle my alcohol, like I just like, I feel but I feel rested in the morning because <laughs> I sleep so well. Like yeah, it's the just. Only, the, only, the only problem with uh, marijuana is like, sometimes I forget that it is smokable booze. It is. You know, like it's, it's not like some magical earth herb that makes you live 180 years. Like, no. you know, like it's still something that you're doing because you hate who you are. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think I am are. fully. I'm just really fucking bored. No, I'm, talk- I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about house. everybody. What? Like everybody kind of like, why do you, why do you need to do, why do any of us need to do it all the time anyway? Like we should be able to just be ourselves without it and be like, wow, like we're on earth and we're human and we can, this is great, but that's not the way it works. You know, you've got to be, enjoy it. Because reality is boring. It is kind of boring. And I really just like my favorite thing these days is just to get really high and watch, like watch a movie and just watch how bad acting really is. Like, even the best movies, even, like, the Oscar-winning movies, if you watch them when you're high, you're like, these people are terrible. They can't act. My favorite is one where there's, like, a lot of good actors and one that isn't quite up to snuff, you know? Because nothing nothing brings uh, forward how bad of an actor you are than being surrounded by great actors. You know, so you'll just be a scene with, like, three great actors and one who's, like, a little sort of daytime soap opera. <laughs> like this guy. Well, that's like I watched The Aviator and Gwen Stefani's in it. <laughs> so it's like she's around. Not that she was a terrible actress, but they cast her because she looked like Red Betty Grable or whatever. I think that's who she played. But like she was just like not very great. But yeah, yeah like you can tell that she's a pop star playing somebody. She's not up to the level of the other actors on the show. What do you think we should, do you think we should do like a thing on our podcast that's like a recurring thing? Sure. What do you want to do? I don't you know. are a scratchy ticket, but I forgot to get one. Yeah, I didn't get one. We'll just pretend we lost again. I lost, <laughs> I lost the fit. I was getting the uh, like world juniors 50-50s and like, there's, you know, there's times when you're actually confident that you're going to win sometimes, you know, like. You buy a 50-50 or a lottery ticket, and for some reason, there's a certain ticket that you buy. Maybe it's one out of 100 that you buy where you're like, I think I got a fucking chance on The odds this. are so much better on the Alberta 50-50s, though. That's the thing. Like, the odds are yeah. so much better. So <laughs> like, fuck, I can win. Yeah. Yeah, you oh. feel like, oh, we only released 18 numbers, so it's one of you guys. Yeah. And like, and, and was every really- time you buy the $50, you get an A. A ticket, and those are the fucking ones that always win. No. Yeah, and you just feel like, how can this not work out? Yeah. And there, and there was a, there was uh, for the World Juniors, there was a three point eight million dollar winner who didn't claim it. Oh my god! You what, imagine- like how long do you have to claim it? You have forty eight hours. <gasps> so whoever oh, the person, I, in the winning, I don't know if I want to live anymore. I think I'd have to end it. I think I don't I, think I could keep alive. I don't think like, I could do that. A hundred thousand or less, you'd just be kicking yourself because you're like, fuck, but $3.8 million. Oh my God. That would be really hard to take. I Every was, I was like 20 goals. numbers off of the 50, 50 at the Oilers game once. And I was furious. Yeah. Oh. I've, I've never been, been more angry in my life. Like I was so angry. 
I'm getting angry thinking about it right now. It was like $26,000 and I was like around 20 numbers off. And I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Well, yeah, because you see the first three, like you see it up on the screen and that you kind of recognize it. Yeah. You're like, wait a minute. I think I fucking might have yeah. look at the first three and you're like, I'm, uh, I don't even want to think about the people that are one number off. Like oh. I, would you rather be a person that's one number off of the 50, 50 or somebody that won and didn't collect? Probably someone that won and didn't collect, but. I'd rather be one off because then it was never mine. I'd rather yeah, exactly. be one off too, yeah. I don't uh, want to be responsible for having it and not getting it. Yeah. Yeah, it was a person that bought it on New Year's Eve and then probably didn't realize that they only had two days to collect on it or whatever. Like there was some reason, but eventually they would have. Yeah. You know, if you buy a $50 lottery ticket, you're going to check it eventually. So probably, you know, three days after. Oh my God. Can you imagine if it was like 49 hours later? They saw the number and then they realized they had it and it says unclaimed. Like if you go to the website, it'll just say the winning ticket number and then how much it was and then who it was claimed by. So they would have seen unclaimed and they, and they would have been like, yeah, like we just won 3.8 million. And then you no. call and somebody tells you, I'm sorry, but it's past the 48 hour threshold and you're oh. like, but it's only 58. Like <gasps> I'm in pain for that. Change my life. Like, oh my God. no. And then somebody in that person's life would have been like, Are you, have you checked that ticket yet? Oh no. Like their wife or their husband or their girlfriend or their dad. Somebody in their life would have said, hey, so you win that 50-50 or like, I haven't checked it yet. No, you should check it out. Like, and then they didn't and then wham. Yeah, I, th- oh I think they God. call you. They call you? No, no, that's what they're thinking. Oh, probably if I win, they'll, they'll contact me. Oh, you think that's probably that's what they thought, yeah. yeah. They would have either thought somebody contacts me because they, because like, you're right, Jim. They have the information. Like they know who bought that ticket. They know what email that ticket went to. Yeah. Yeah. Phone number they two. Can, they can contact you, right? They could. So that's the other thing. You'd be so angry. You'd be like, yeah. dude, I bought the ticket. You sent it to me. Why, why wouldn't you send a follow-up email to that address saying, congratulations, you've won. Yeah. Like how True. hard is it? True. And an email to a person like you, a person who just won 3.8, you're offering me $3.8 million and you're worried that that email might be intrusive. Like, (laughs) well, we just don't do that. Like, and the reason they don't do it is because if they roll those winnings into the next uh, draw, then they make more money on that draw. So the charity gets more money out of it. If somebody goes unclaimed charity, who cares? I didn't get my 3.8 million. But it's, yeah, it's 3.8 million. Like that's a life changing amount of money. Your days, like every time that that guy wakes up for the rest of his life and goes into the tool crib yeah, and goes in the back and gets the big wrenches and shit, he's just going to be like, I, I, I didn't need to do this anymore. That's such a cruel, that's so so cruel. cruel. It's so cruel. It's so cruel. Like it should not be a rule. I mean, oh, but it, but also in defense of the 50-50, that's always, do you, like, you've been to, like, a, a fundraiser where they pull a number and, like, you say the number and then no one claims it in 10 seconds and everyone's like, draw another one! Like, yeah. how money hungry people are. I don't care, another number! Oh, yeah, nobody <laughs> cares. Yeah, like, every, nobody gives a shit. And everybody hates the person that wins. Every, oh. Even though, like, sometimes people clap for them, you're always like, fuck that person. Like, I've been to a taping of the prices right twice and i can tell you uh it's 
it's if you don't get called up and you're like guessing the right shit, it's you're it's not fun. You've been that's your Toyota Tacoma up there, and this guy from Cincinnati just won it. <laughs> but I was closer than he was. Yeah, exactly. No, I don't know if I could continue. Li- like I would have, it would sink me into a depression. Oh yeah, like the biggest depression of your life. Yeah, I'd be, I'd just be in a dark room questioning everything like what kind of a person am i that i won like what does why does god hate me like you'd think why why are these outside forces so against me i won 38.8 million dollars and i didn't check the ticket like and why didn't somebody send me an email shoot me a fucking email yeah you know shoot me an email like if it was me i'd be so mad yeah that is grounds for suicide (laughs) And your family, your family would be infuriated. Like they might oh, be like, yeah. oh, it's okay. Like, I don't know if a marriage could last. Yeah, you know, I'm wondering if might, like Adam it might won a 50-50 for 3.8 million and didn't claim it. And then I found out I, I'd be, I'd be pretty, I'd be pretty crushed myself. Yeah, you'd be devastated. You'd be like, I never had to work again. I didn't have to podcast anymore. I didn't have to <laughs> Hold everything off of OnlyFans. I didn't need any of <laughs> like that. Would probably be. Do you think that would be one of the first things you did if you won five million? Is uh, pull OnlyFans? Oh, I would take a picture of myself nude with money. <laughs> <laughs> and I put I put pictures of my vagina up finally, but I put my subscription at a thousand dollars and see who for a thousand dollars wants to see my pussy. <laughs> Oh, I would be, I would have too much fun being rich. That's my thing is like, maybe this is why they're not allowing me to be rich because I, but I mean, like, I wouldn't have like greedy fun. I would have like, I would go to the mall and hand out a thousand dollars to people. Like I would have fun doing that kind of shit. I'd be the kind of guy who would, um, it would make my life worse somehow, like in a Larry (laughs) David way where like I would win it. And then I'd spend the rest of my days being like telling my wife, like you wouldn't believe who fucking called tonight. Like it, yeah. you know, like, oh, we haven't heard from you in six fucking years. You, you know, like, it, I would still, I would find some, like, all these people that were contacting me and asking if they could get ten grand to start their cannabis business or whatever. Like, yeah, I would be angry at the number of people contacting me that I hadn't spoken to in twenty years. Would you? Would you have the gall to do that if one of your friends that you like, if if you went to kindergarten with somebody that won a ton of money, would you really literally call them and be like, hey? Would you like to invest in this business? Like, who, who has the gall to do that? It's sort of like being in show business, where it's like, clearly, that is very true. Clearly, you know why I'm contacting you. Yeah. You know? Like, you do this or you do that in the business, and I don't have any reason to give a shit. But now yeah. we're having a conversation, and clearly, you know why I'm doing this, but whatever. But yeah, it's the ultimate example of show business of like just reaching out to somebody you heard 150 million to see if you can shake a hundred grand loose, you know, yeah. like, Hey, you always wanted, remember when we were kids and we always wanted to open a t-shirt stand. <laughs> well, I was thinking about doing it, but I need a hundred grand. Yeah. But I would, I would need a hundred grand. <laughs> we can't just open any t-shirt stand, you know, it's gotta be high quality cotton. Somebody else is texting me. Oh. You're busy. You're way more. You always like say I'm the one that's getting texts. Not one person has texted me on this entire. I don't it's just know. me and my dogs, and nobody cares about me. 
my kids are doing online schooling, which is okay. I don't know. I don't, if it, I think if it carries on longer than a year, they're all going to wind up security guards, you know? <laughs> they're all being homeschooled right now. This is going to be the true test of if homeschooling works. It doesn't. <laughs> it does not work. The only reason for anybody to homeschool their children is if they're trying to shield, if they're Christians trying to shield their children from real conversations with people about Christ. Yeah. That's the only reason. Like if I was a Christian, I would homeschool my kids because I wouldn't want them out there before the age of 14 or whatever, hearing from other people that it's probably stupid. Yeah. Or things like, oh, would you think Jesus did that? And everybody's laughing in the hallway and they're like, well, how come people at school don't think Christ is real, mom? You told me he's real. (laughs) Well, he's real, but some of the children you go to school with are going to be burning forever. (laughs) They're going to be burning in hell, my son. (laughs) That's the best part of Christianity is hell. I think I'd be okay with it if there was no hell. Uh, so where would you go? You would either go to heaven or just chill out. Where would you chill out? I don't know. I just don't know. Would you want, I don't know if I'd want to go to heaven anyways, forever. We've talked about this before. It's all the boring people in heaven. I don't know why anybody would want to go to heaven. It's all the people that followed the rules and did all this good stuff, but all of the cool people are in hell. I don't know. Good thing it's not real. Heaven is like a waspy uh, country club, and hell is like a good rock bar. A waspy country <laughs> club. Well, we, I'm just trying to think of what we could do as like a, a uh, not today, but like just as a bit going forward. Most people wouldn't talk about this on their podcast. <laughs> no, we, but, but not a lot of people listen, so this is kind of like our meeting as well. <laughs> yeah, it's our annual fun. general meeting. Yeah, AGM right now. Everyone's involved. We don't. You know, we don't even, even our guests don't listen to this podcast, you know? <laughs> we don't ever have guests. Even people the that are not on as guests were like, I didn't, I didn't listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to do as a regular thing? Um, well, okay. We couldn't be about, it should be, maybe we could do like, um, I don't know. Well, we do like, it, that's the thing. It's, it's hard to know what to do, right? Because you could do you know, people's questions or whatever, but then, you know, I mean, everybody does that. Everybody does questions. Everybody does like listener questions. And then it's kind of embarrassing because what if nobody even sends one, right? You don't even, yeah. that's, that's my greatest fear of saying like, okay, we'll answer like emails, questions or whatever from people is that um, I'll end up having to write fake ones because nobody actually writes anything. How about we say, we want our listeners to send in like their most deepest, darkest secrets and we'll read them on air. We won't attribute them to anybody and we'll never tell who it is, but like we want to read them out. And I wonder if anybody will send in a deep, deep dark secret, send it to deadbabybear at gmail.com along with our YouTube receipts. <laughs> we could do relationship advice from a male perspective and a female perspective. He said, she said, <laughs> and you have to try both of our pieces of advice and see which one worked better. That would be fun. No, I don't know. It's probably stupid. Maybe just every week you can get a tattoo and then show it to everybody. 
You know what? Why don't you, you should have a tattoo of a scratch and win ticket. I should, I would get it. I would get a tattoo. Of a... A we should bit. like, I still want to get my Blanche stamp and now I want a scratch and win. But should it be a winner or a loser? A loser, for sure. A loser. It should yeah. be a loser, for Absolutely. sure. Because life is tough. Yeah. And then just call it, uh, instead of set for life, fuck for life. <laughs> well, no, what would really be funny is a scratch and win ticket that has it all, like, has the number scratched off. And then it shows that you're, and then underneath in, like, uh, calligraphy, it, it says, appears to be a non-winner. <laughs> that would be kind of fun. Non-winner tattooed onto me. <laughs> that's a more subtle. Yeah. That's a more subtle one. Yeah, just appears to be a barcode, and then underneath yeah. it appears to be a. Wait, when you scan it, it goes appears to be a non-winner. <laughs> yes, I would get that tattoo. Do you know what's really funny about that? There. So I think I just talked about this before, but like when the internet was first a thing, I'd go into my mom's office. She worked for the government of Alberta, and I would look up. TV and movie scripts and read them. And really? I looked up this one Seinfeld script that was never made. And it was called, or it could have, I don't know if it was a fan had written it, but it oh, said that it was like never, it was like written but never made. And the whole thing was that Kramer got a UPC code scanned onto his, I mean, tattooed onto his ass. And the <laughs> script was called Bing. I know this is real. I'm not thinking, making this up. I know this was real because I looked it up. I remember reading this thing, but like that was the thing. It was a Seinfeld episode and Kramer got a UPC tattooed onto his ass and he scanned it and something happened. I can't remember, but I know that that's what happened. That is fucking bizarre. That is fucking bizarre. Well, we'll figure something out for like, just like a recurring thing, just to bring up like new topics or whatever. Cause I always, we, I, we, that's the thing is this, this podcast is okay. I guess. It's Okay. <laughs> It but, needs a little bit of a, it needs a, it needs a, a bump. Maybe like our one listener can suggest something that we can do on a weekly basis. Dick, what should involve. we do? Yeah, Dick. Yeah, yeah Dick, what you. should we do? Tell us what to do, Dick. <laughs> uh, oh, well, one day we'll be back in the studio together, I guess. I know, that'll be nice. The old folks studio. <laughs> the old folks studio. I miss the old folks studio. I don't miss wearing pants, though. I love that I can do this with no pants on. The great thing about doing podcasts surrounded by seniors is you don't have to worry about how loud you get, really, because they're hearing. Exactly. Their sight. He everything. literally has a neighbor that has, like, a note on the door. What does it say? Knock really loud? Yeah. Yeah. Knock loud, I'm deaf. Knock loud, I'm deaf. <laughs> yeah, which is a great thing if you're a burglar to see, like, I wonder which apartment I want to ransack. Maybe the death entities. Oh my god! So we lo- we didn't win a scratch and win. No. We didn't even bring it. No. Hopefully, this isn't an indication that we're running out of steam on the podcast. Like this. No, is the- we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just there's nothing going on. It, we're just stuck at home again. It's just, that's the problem. Well, I think also like we do talk for a long fucking time. Like I think most people don't. You know, like how long do most people podcast? Unless you just an hour. Yeah. yeah, is that right? Yeah, everybody does about an hour. Normal people. I mean, there's like niche podcasts that do like twenty minutes, thirty minutes, but like most like chit chat podcasts are about an hour long. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're right in the wheelhouse. We're in our wheelhouse, John. So this we just have been... to get more creative. <laughs> oh my god! 
Yeah, like I just love, I'm looking at pictures now of the, like, it's kind of funny looking at those people in that building, right? In the Capitol. <laughs> like, it's just really funny to see them just wandering around in a place they don't belong. And they've got Trump is my president banners. And, you know, like, it's just like a, it, it's just like sports to them, kind of. Do you see the picture I tweeted? It's like, there's a big riot happening. And then there's a guy like right in the corner, like right here, going like this. Ah, but it looks like he's got jizz coming in his mouth. And then I tweeted it. And I said, like, when you're, uh, when you're too busy swallowing a load to riot. <laughs> and I'm like, Please go viral. Just I never want anything to go viral, but I want that to go viral. Yeah. Oh, gross. <laughs> Have you yeah. ever had anything go viral? Not like no. I don't think I've had anything big. No. Yeah, but you've had like you know. I mean, that's what's funny is like the only people I I look at on Twitter and Facebook are conspiracy theorists because I just I always want to see what they're up to. Like it's just yeah. funny. <laughs> and so right away, as soon as the like the this thing happened, I looked at conspiracy theorists, and of course, false flag like false flag operation you know nothing to do with you know real freedom fighters right like i mean it's just hilarious but and most of them get like you know zero most of the comedians who turned into conspiracy theorists like they get zero retweets for everything yeah they'll have like eleven thousand followers and zero retweets and zero comments Oh, whenever you see someone with 11,000 followers and like no likes or even just like five likes, you're like, oh, those, somebody bought those numbers. Mm -hmm. That's purchased. (laughs) That's a purchased following. Yeah. Oh, you think so? Like, yeah, I would always have. Absolutely. Like there's like, this is my problem when comedy clubs are like, well, they have a large following. They have a large following. I'm like, yeah, but you, you don't know that they didn't buy that following. First of all. Like, if you look at how much people are engaging, like, it just doesn't, it doesn't sense. And that following doesn't matter unless you're a really big comedian and that's going to draw. Like, whenever I worked with a comic at the comic strip, oh, we hired them because they had a big following. They didn't bring in anyone extra. It was always the same amount of people that would have come to see anybody. And it was funny because, like, the thing I, the thing I actually liked about the comic strip not having a green room, which is kind of crazy to be like, you know, we're the A theater of North America green room, right? I mean, you can't yeah. the A room of North America and not have a place like a room that the comedians sit in. Well, they can go where the waitresses change. <laughs> yeah, the thing I liked about no green room was seeing the number of comedians like from America that would sit in the back and be like, "Oh, I can't be here. Like, I I can't be here. Like, the crowd's gonna see me." And yeah. And then, like, it would start to dawn on them as the week goes on that nobody had a fucking clue who they were. Like, nobody. They would be left completely alone, even by the serving staff. Yeah, that only matters for people that are, like, literal names. And not even just, like, even a small name, but, like, a big name for, like, a Tom Green or something like that. Or, you know, like, somebody that is notorious. Like, that is somebody that has to worry about that. But, But some of those comics that would come through... They'd be like, oh, I'm going to be recognized. I'm like, no, you're not. Don't worry. <laughs> we're not recognized. And we've been here forever. The only time we're recognized is when somebody's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> He's on. That's happened to me a few times at the comic strip where, like, between shows, I go into the club or whatever, and there'll be some patrons that are there, and they're like, oh, fuck. Do you remember when we were working together? That's not true, Sean, but do you remember when we were working together and that comic hated mostly me and wanted 
us fired off the show because he was not doing well. Who was that? I don't want to say like I don't, and I, I literally do not remember his name. But uh, he he was from LA, but he was so he was so mad. Like, and then I I there was another comic, and I I will name him because fuck him. He was such a dick to me, Brian Scalaro or something or Scalero. Oh yeah, that guy was a rat, little rat. I remember I opened for him. Well, this is a great story. Actually, this goes. Oh, wasn't he? I think he was the guy that didn't like us and wanted us off. Well, that was, there was another one though that we worked that. I'll, okay. Yeah, but but Brian, like the first day that I worked with him, he came in on a Tuesday, but it was late, and I I think I had the headline that night because he wasn't there, but he came in later. Or it was oh, it was the funniest person with a day job thing, and he was a, ju- a judge or something instead of going on. And I remember I went up to him. After after I'm like, oh, I'm Kathleen. I'm working with you this weekend. And this is what he said to me. I have a girlfriend. Oh, like I was going to jump on top of him because I wanted like, yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to show a picture of him, but I was not interested. But then as the whole thing went on, he was complaining that I was too dirty and this and that. And the, but then he goes up and does poo and dick jokes for the rest of the time. So he yeah. wasn't, and he was an asshole. Like I, He's one of the comics in my career that I'm like, no, he was an asshole. I don't like him. But this is the best part. So when I was living in LA, we were living in the apartment across the street from the comedy factory. It was like the comedy factory apartments. So there were a lot of comics that like just hung out there. And there was this like outdoor kind of like pat like patio area. And then um, Jordan, I wasn't down there, but Jordan was down there and Brian was there with some of the other comics. And he asked Jordan where he was from. And Jordan said, oh, I'm from Edmonton. He goes, oh, I've, I've played Edmonton before. And he goes, and he said like something, he's like, I worked with this girl and she was awful, blah, blah, blah. And then Jordan was like, oh, what was her name? And he goes, Kathleen McGee. And then Jordan's like, oh, she's upstairs. <laughs> he didn't know. I'm sure he has nothing nice to say about me, even though he doesn't even know me. But that's like the one that is definitely one of the comics that I'm like no don't like that guy there were so many guys that ran through there that were like extremely average and talked like they were George Carlin like yeah that's one of the things that was like yeah it was it was good to be exposed to some really great comics but it was also like holy shit like this we got exposed to some really mediocre comics (laughs) Yeah, and, and some like at least when you're exposed to mediocre Canadian comics, they're like generally speaking, they're like pretty humble, right? Or like, yeah, yeah I do my thing up there, or whatever. But uh, mediocre American comics, like they don't have that humility at all. They're like, no. I'm crushing it, I'm bringing it. Even if they were the kind of comedian that closed on roller skates, <laughs> you know, like there was comedians there that would close on a. Ro- what was the name of that guy? Like. He did. We put roller skates on. Yeah, he closed on putting on roller skates and then dancing around on stage in roller skates, and then would come off stage and act like he was Bill Burr. What? I don't even remember that. Like, was it Adam Hunter or something? Or oh, that that sound could be. (laughs) Yeah, like he put on roller skates to close, and then did, and it was kind of a funny roller skating bit. It was about him like going and being um, at a roller derby rink for the first time or whatever. And like, but he'd be on his roller skates and there'd be lights and music and he'd go around and stuff. And so it was, it was kind of entertaining, but he'd come off like he was just the greatest comedian ever. And, and, and if he was a Canadian comic, people would have been like, ah, it's the roller, it's the roller skates guy. Yeah. 
but because he was from LA, it was like, he's actually real good. Like, <laughs> and the roller skating bit is killing it. It's what got him on comedy central. And, you know, he's starting to get big on the cruise lines. <laughs> we him up. Somebody's trying to get me to uh, submit to America's Got Talent. And I'm like, I, I don't, I, I'm not clean. And I even talked to like, the casting person and she's like well do you have any clean tapes i'm like not like i i have tapes that have been on tv but i wouldn't say that they're clean i'm like i i don't somebody believes in me but i don't <laughs> I'm like, no it's like getting you know getting the old triple gong you know getting the e you know i don't i i feel so like i would get it and i would just be the one that they like bring on to humiliate yeah, or yeah, I mean, it's just you're taking too big of a chance, you know, like really, like because it can mar you for life, sort of reputationally. Well, and then the other thing is okay, so you get on that show as a person like me, and then like they want you to do like you get your LA, you win it all, and you get your Las Vegas thing, but I'm not like this clean cut. The people, I'm not the good comic for the people that watch America's Got Talent. <laughs> like, I, no, I mean. You could do well, but then you could also get I don't think I could. Just three buzzers and then you start crying and you're like, I can't believe I started crying. Like Yeah. Or Howie Mandel would recognize me as one of the people that called him a fucking loser for twirling around in his house telling comics it's gonna be okay. Yeah, that was his version of the Hawaiian vacation. <laughs> that was Howie Mandel's Hawaiian vacation. Oh my god. Like, that uh, I still get mad about that. That was so toned up and dumb. Let's let it let's let it all go tonight. Okay, let's let it all go. We should do like a new pod resolution or something. That's what we should do. Like every podcast, we have a resolution for what we're gonna do in that week. Okay. You come up with this one this week. Um, what is my new pod resolution for this week? I'm gonna do um intermittent fasting where I can only eat from midnight to eight AM. Oh my god. I'll just stuff my face in the morning and then never eat again. In the daytime? Yeah, wake up at 750, uh, load myself up with 3,000 calories, and then just, you know, do nothing for the rest of the day. No food, nothing. You should call that the vampire diet and market it. You'll become a gazillionaire. I was thinking about doing a diet where, like, you never drink water and then see what happens. <laughs> do you drink other things or you just never drink water? Don't drink. Never. Don't drink you don't drink? You don't die. Drink you would no. die. You get your liquids from food. Like there's a lot of water in potatoes. Oh my God. I can't imagine. I can't imagine not drinking So I dare you to not drink something for a whole day. I'll do it for the whole week. No, don't. You'll die. <laughs> not somebody as robust as me with <laughs> my immune system. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this immune system. That's why you haven't got COVID yet. Your muscles are too big. Yeah. I'm going to get the only the mutant strain can bring me down. <laughs> Teenage mutant ninja strain of COVID-19. Because it only kills kids. I don't know. Does it only kill kids? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I guess I think we, that, well, you got to go to bed. You got to get Eugene to bed. I got to eat some weed and get to bed. <laughs> Do you still have more to eat? Oh, yeah. I got some. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Have you been eating any gym or are you just taking I have it easy? Been, yeah. yeah. Are they great? 
They're so good. And they taste so They're good. They're so good. Yeah, the lollipops are nice. Just a nice touch. Yeah. You think we could get them to sponsor this podcast and just give us free stuff? <laughs> no, nobody's giving us any money, Kathleen. I want money. I want free drugs. <laughs> get over it. Get over your dream of this podcast being something that you can, you know, just do. Yeah, there's no live shows there's no live actually we've done it the, the live show we did was fun we should do a live stream show like we could do a live stream show we could invite people in here but that would be kind of weird maybe i don't know that'd be kind of fun well we could do guests right it's easy to do guests bring yeah we can in. do guests so why don't we do that we could do something okay. like that okay you booked the first guest because it would be way too awkward to be like hey come on our our do a zoom comedy like how humiliating is that? Like you do a Zoom show on a podcast. Yeah, that'd be really fun and humiliating though. Like that'd be a fun level of humiliating. We'll just do like a joke throw where we like tell the audience like, by the way, we're going to ask him a question now and he's going to go into a bit. Um, so I just want you guys to be aware that uh, this was all set up and then ask him the question and let them do the bit with the audience already knowing that the whole thing was a setup. <laughs> Oh, see if they can get a laugh out of it <laughs> we'll do that all in the edit like all in the edit mm-hmm. that jim them. will have to edit <laughs> poor yeah. jim i love it sean's got these big plans to humiliate someone i'll do it yeah okay. as long as someone gets humiliated that's the teamwork we're looking for <laughs> well thanks for being on this podcast guys oh this is great i'm just seeing so many pictures of people climbing that wall it's just great I know. I want to go look at stuff again. And they're helping each other up. It's kind of patriotic, you know? Like hey, they're stuff. patriots. They are truly crisis acting patriots. <laughs> There's this one video of a guy being like, they're out there macing and shooting rubber bullets at patriots, so that's what you're going to get if you go over there. <laughs> and there's a picture of a guy on the dais looking like a gypsy in a toque, and he's just like sitting in the speaker's chair. I know! That thing is so... He looks like like Fred Flintstone from the Water Buffaloes when he has his hat on. That's what he looks and like. You know, all of his buddies back home are like, "Oh, Jerry! Like, fucking, he did it! He's, He's in the speaker's chair. chair. <laughs> he did it, Jerry? Did it? <laughs> I told you I'd fucking sit in Pelosi's chair, and I fucking did it. <laughs> You're not gonna sit in Pelosi's chair." <laughs> funny that they're yeah i just love the fact that they're like sitting in chairs and taking pictures and it's awesome it's great it's incriminating and it's amazing i love it all right well thanks for doing this guys thanks for doing well, this we even release this one we'll just make this this is just a conversation we don't even have to put it out there we'll put this one on patreon for our no patreon oh, this one's going out <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think we should just hold on to this one. This is just for hanging on to. This is this for is just a private episode. This is the kind of episode that only is only going to be good like the week after I die. So you could be like, Sean, Sean's <laughs> dead, and here's the, here's one that we did a couple years ago before Sean, <laughs> and then people would listen to this and go, Oh, that was kind of good. <laughs> dead Sean was pretty funny in that one. But as long as people know that I'm alive and you're alive, they're not going to enjoy this. Jim, can you put R.I.P. under Sean for this whole episode? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. That'd be good. All right. Good okay. Night. Okay, bye. Podcast over.